most of the time they want to create a better life for their kids or their parents. They think of how they grew up financially or consider how they're currently living and they decide that they just want to change that so that their family or future kids never have to go through what they're currently going through. Hi, my name is Anya Laws and I am obsessed with all things money management, wealth building, financial freedom, and helping you navigate this crazy world of personal finance all while building a life you love. I'm a financial coach with a God-given desire and mission to empower as many women as possible to not only become good stewards of their money, but also create a life that they have only ever dreamed of. While money doesn't buy happiness, it is one of the greatest and most effective tools for building your dream life, but you shouldn't stop at making money. Here, you will learn how to make your money work for you. Budgeting, investing, spending, giving, and money mindset are all topics we discuss here. If you're a goal-driven woman with big goals and aspirations for not only your money, but also your life, this podcast is for you. So grab your AirPods and a cup of coffee because we are digging right in. This is the She Talks Money Podcast. On today's episode of the She Talks Money Podcast, we are talking about building generational wealth. Is it possible? And if so, how do I actually go about doing that? So without further ado, let's talk money. So as you know, if you are not new here, you've been a listener for some time, or if you are new here, I'm a financial coach. I walk women through how to gain control of their money, get out of the paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, etc. And most women that I'm talking to, and I'm having quite a few of these conversations a week, most women I'm talking to about their finances are concerned primarily with that baseline, basic level of just getting out of the paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. And that makes sense. It's what's front of mind forefront, what is it that they're facing right now? That's what they're immediately facing right now. But when we're talking about creating a change, behavioral changes, systematic changes, it takes more motivation than it would just be nice to get out of the paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, or it would be nice to get out of debt or whatever it is, the reason that someone is looking for help. In order for us to make real changes, we have to get down to the why of why someone's actually motivated to do this. And when we start digging and we start searching into the root of someone's motivation and making these changes, I find out in most cases that the motivation and desire behind why most of the women that I'm talking to are looking to get out of their current financial situation is their family. Most of the time, they want to create a better life for their kids or their parents. They think of how they grew up financially or consider how they're currently living and they decide that they just want to change that so that their family or future kids never have to go through what they're currently going through. What is that lifestyle that they're desiring to run from? It's that drowning in consumer debt, handing all of their hard-earned money to a creditor every month. It's living paycheck to paycheck, finally taking a breath of relief when the next paycheck comes only to find yourself entering the same cycle days later. It's constantly looking over your shoulder, holding your breath, just hoping and praying that some unexpected expense or emergency doesn't come up that will cause this proverbial house of cards to come tumbling down. It's that lack of financial freedom. So it's no wonder that if you love your family, your kids, that your desire for them is to have a different life than what you're currently living if you're living at that high stress level. So then we find ourselves approaching two major questions. Number one, is it even possible to live a different way and create a different life for not only you and your kids, but their kids and their kids' kids? And if so, number two, if so, how do I do that? Now, spoiler alert, the answer to question number one, I'm just going to give you the answer now. The answer is yes, it is very doable. 
much more doable than you actually might think. So then that leaves us with the last question. How do I actually go about doing that? So that is the question that we are going to answer when we come back from a quick break. Are you sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck, constantly looking over your shoulder, knowing that the next emergency may very well make or break you? If you want to get out of this cycle of anxiety and overwhelm surrounding your money and want my direct guidance to do so, my coaching program is currently open for enrollment and I'm taking new clients. I'll help you gain security, stability, and control around your finances so that you never have to worry about an emergency again. So if you're ready to go all in and invest in your financial future, use the link in the show notes to apply for coaching. And as always, if you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram at moneywithanya. Now back to the show. All right, so now to answer the question on how to go about creating generational wealth and change in your finances. So first and foremost, the quickest and really the most important way that you can go about making generational change in your finances is to start modeling behaviors that lead you to a place of financial freedom. When we're talking about financial freedom, there are a lot of fancy definitions on what financial freedom is, but when we think of the opposite of freedom, we are talking about being enslaved. When you are not able to tell your money what to do, it's telling you what to do and you just deal with the consequences later. That is the opposite of financial freedom. If we can get you in a place where you are telling your money what to do every month, you know where it's supposed to be going, you're telling it what to do, you're actually directing that, creating a budget, sticking to it, all of those things. If we can get you in a place of telling your money what to do, not only will that allow you to build actual physical wealth, but it will model behaviors to the other people in your life, your children, on how to conduct themselves in their finances so that they never have to get in this paycheck to paycheck lifestyle that you may feel that you're in at the moment. The ability to control your money and tell your money what to do is in and of itself the most valuable financial asset that you can possess. It allows you to tell your money where to go regardless of the financial goal. And until you can do that, you will never do the other actions that it takes to build generational wealth. So how do you actually go about getting in control of your money and telling your money what to do and all of that? That's a great question. I would love to tell you. First and foremost, when we're talking about controlling your money, you have to know where your money is going. So getting first and foremost, getting clarity on where your money is currently going We've talked about this in different episodes, three-month spending review, understanding what are your current spending habits, where is that money currently going, and then once you find out, okay, my money is currently going to XYZ, then you can start to learn how to create a realistic plan, a realistic budget to be able to move forward. In order to direct your money to where it needs to go, you have to be on a plan. It's really difficult to get around that, even if you're not tracking every single day and being tedious about everything, you at least at a very minimum base level need to know this is how much you have coming in, this is how much you have going out every month, this is how much is going towards your goals, etc. You need to be on a plan telling your money what to do every month. So that is first and foremost, the number one thing that you're going to have to start doing in order to start building generational wealth. Everything falls in place after that. The second step that you need to take to start building generational wealth is you need to start investing in your future. Now, when we're talking about at the beginning of this episode, we're talking about creating generational wealth, which as a byproduct affects your future family and benefits them. But In order for us to give to future family and create that better future, you have to be taken care of. The reality is that you cannot give from a half empty cup. You're eventually going to run out. You've got to fill your cup first. And what I mean by that is you've got to take care of your basic needs at a very minimum. 
I've heard this scenario countless times and maybe you find yourself in this scenario yourself. I'm talking to plenty of people that are at the stage where they're now having to financially fund their parents' retirement and the ability to take care of their health needs and things like that in their older age because of the fact that their parents did not set themselves up to be able to afford retirement and their future health needs and all of that. In order to build that generational wealth, the next step is you've got to make sure you're in a position to where your future kids and your future kids' kids are not having to worry about taking care of you in the future. And that starts with investing for retirement, investing for your future, because the reality is, even if we want to avoid it, that time is eventually going to come. It always feels like you have more time. There's always tomorrow and all of that. But the longer you wait to get started, the more of an uphill battle this really is. If we looked at the numbers, ran the numbers on compound interest and future value of your investments, the difference between starting now and five years from now could be literally millions of dollars. So you may be saying, great, Anya, I've heard that before. I know I should be investing. I know the power of compound interest, all of that. But what does that actually mean? So when we're talking about investing, we can worry about higher level investing at a later point, but at a minimum, you should be investing for retirement. And depending on where you are, whether it be the US or Canada, there are different offerings in terms of investment accounts specifically set aside to allow you to invest. So we won't get into the nitty gritty of what accounts you should put your money in and what kind of investments you should have and all of that. We won't get into that today, but I wanna give you some numbers. I want you to see the value of starting to invest in your future. If let's just say you are 30 years old, we're aiming for a retirement age to be 67. That's a standard retirement age in the US. You currently have $0 in retirement investments and you decided to start making monthly contributions to retirement of $250 a month. That is very doable for most people if they really looked at the numbers, they maybe stopped buying a few more things on Amazon every month and you can hit that $250 a month monthly contribution. So you start at 30, you're retiring at age 67, you're investing $250 a month at a return of 10% annually in the stock market, which is a conservative rate over the last 30 years in the S&P 500, which is a stock index. So at that rate of return, that rate of investment, the timeline that we just presented in retirement, you have $1.2 million. Now, do not listen to that crowd that tells you that $1 million is not that much money. The reality is it's not as much money as it used to be. But if you really looked around and people got really real and honest with you, Almost nobody actually is on a trajectory to have a million dollars in investments. So we can always aim for more, but I want you to know that there is no reason to shy away from having $1.2 million in retirement. So now let's also give another calculation so you know that if the more you actually work towards this and put towards retirement, let's just say you're starting at the same age of 30, you're planning to retire age 67, you're getting a 10% return on your investment. If you are investing more like $500 a month instead of $250, you have more like $2.3 million in retirement. So you can start to see that if you can go ahead and get started, make minor contributions to retirement, even if it's just $50 a month, like if we're being honest, I could run the numbers on that and give you that to you, but $50, $100 a month would be major for your future financial situation. But the reality is, It is so important that you stop just thinking about it and start taking action and making these changes financially so that you can get in a place of taking care of yourself, which in turn contributes to that generational wealth that we're talking about. 
Okay, so the last way that you can start building generational wealth and changing your family tree forever is to start investing in their financial future. So when we're talking about your kids or your kids' kids or future generations, once you've made sure that you're taken care of to where nobody else is going to have to take care of you once you get beyond working age or ability to work, once you've made sure that you're taken care of, you can then start focusing on with that extra that you have, start thinking about wealth for future generations. So when we are talking about generational wealth, we're talking about the transferring of assets from one generation to another. So the primary thing that we wanna think about when building generational wealth is giving future generations opportunities that maybe you never had. So those opportunities present themselves in the form of education, in the form of building their own assets, so buying a house. When we're talking about giving them future opportunities, the money that you would be leaving behind in your own retirement savings would be huge in and of itself, but also starting to look into investing in a 529 college savings plan. This is for the US, so there is probably the equivalent in somewhere like Canada, but it's a tax advantage savings account that's tied to paying for your child's education cost. So when we're talking about avoiding future generations having to go into student loan debt, which is one of the killers of financial freedom, might I add, the ability to just fund their education gives them opportunities in so many different ways. And then on top of that, if you decided that instead of funding college, you wanted to be able to fund their ability to buy their first home, investing money, putting money away to be able to give them that down payment for a house if that's what you want to do. Start thinking of those future opportunities that would allow them to not only maintain ground, but also grow financially beyond maybe what you were even able to accomplish during your lifetime. Giving them head starts. We're not creating trust fund babies, but we are creating people that are in a position to where they don't have to worry financially. Like, isn't that the goal? Isn't that why you're here? So that you don't have to worry financially. So when we're talking about building generational wealth, the whole point of all of this is to say we are creating opportunities for future generations that we never had. And there is more than I can cover in a single episode, but when we're talking about building generational wealth, it's important to protect yourself in different ways, things like creating a will, having an estate plan, etc. And these are things that we can talk about in future episodes, but The most important thing that I want you to remember out of everything in this episode is that if you pass nothing down in the future except for financial education and good financial behaviors, that in and of itself will create financial freedom and generational wealth beyond what is even possible for most people. So Proverbs 13, 22 says, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. So with that being said, go leave an inheritance, go leave a good financial legacy for not only your kids, but their kids and their kids and their kids' kids and all of that good stuff. So until next time, keep talking money. If you found any value whatsoever in today's episode, it would mean the world for you to send this episode to a friend or family member and rate and review the show. I'm on a mission to spread the word to as many women as humanly possible that financial freedom is not only possible, but it's much closer than you think. So if you want to be part of fulfilling this mission with me, make sure to send this episode to a friend and rate and review the show. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.